Hi Bart, welcome uh, to the studio. Hi, thanks for having me. We're going to talk today about handling negative feedback. Why is it so difficult for us to handle negative feedback, Bart? Well, it's an interesting choice of words because you immediately put it as negative feedback. Whereas mm -hmm. most people, whichever kind of feedback they consider, they consider it to be um, something that is uh, difficult to, to digest. Um, of course, a nice, nice, very constructive, positive feedback, like, wow, this was a great job. You did it fantastically well. Uh, most people will appreciate. Mm -hmm. Although, even there, some people, they have a tendency, and it depends from culture to culture, they have a tendency to go like, oh, but it's nothing. Oh, but it's... It's, it's, it's usual, that's common, that's, that's nothing special or whatever. You have a but, nice shirt, Bart. Right. That's, what most people will tend to say is like, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh. And literally, when you said it, I, I was a bit surprised. Like, is he giving me a compliment now or what? It's because we're not used to it. Just look at the education system. In the education system, most things we always hear is like, this is wrong, that is wrong. Um, red markers from teachers that, that indicate all the things that, all the points that we have missed, all the grades that we failed. So we're not used um, of coping with positive feedback. Like nice shirt, most people, where I come from at least, will say like, oh, but it's, it's yeah, but, but it was a cheap one or something. Or mm -hmm. I just got it in an outlet store. It's, it's not so fancy. Um, so even there, like digesting, positive feedback as well. So it's a completely different and difficult thing to do. So your question was about what if the feedback contains some things that we consider to be negative, mm -hmm. negative towards ourselves, um, our performance, our work, um, whatever we did. And the fact is that most people, and, and that's where the root cause is um, of why we perceive um, difficult, let, let me put it like difficult feedback difficult to digest, difficult to understand, difficult to, to put into perspective and so on. So if we get difficult feedback, um, in many cases, the reason why we get upset about it is because we identify with something. So just imagine um, you're booking an event um, and I'm your host. So I'm going to uh, present everyone, every speaker uh, mm -hmm. in your event. And afterwards, you come to me and you give me a feedback and you say like, well, most people weren't um, that enthusiastic. And the reason for it is that they, they didn't recognize themselves or, or the core business of our company. Um, it wasn't aligned with company culture and so on. So if I would perceive this, this receive this feedback, I would perceive it as probably um, a difficult to digest feedback because of the fact that I have been the one doing it, right? So I identify with my role as the person who is presenting everyone and, and, and uh, making the, the loops, the links between the different speakers. I'm here, I'm performing. This is, this is about my capacities, about my competencies, my skills, and you're giving feedback about my skills. So that is the reason why most people take feedback to be very personal. Because they have invested the best they can in, in their behavior, in their capacities, in their tasks, in their assignments. So whenever someone gives a feedback about the assignments, these tasks, then we take it personal. And that is the reason why most people get very upset by 
um, receiving this difficult kind of feedback. It's about identification with the topic at hand. That's the main reason about it. But how do you then sort out what feedback that you should take in and, and what feedback that you could just leave where it is and take for what it is? Ah, but that is a really interesting question. And that the answer to that question is um, mainly how you should treat the feedback. I mean, just imagine a customer says like, yeah, people were absolutely unhappy with the service you provided. Um, no one liked it. Um, you were way over time. Um, this was absolutely nonsense, whatever. This kind of feedback, probably for most people, if you would get this kind of feedback, um, you would take this really personal. But what can you do about it? And, and that's your question now. It's like, which part of that feedback should I take in? No one was interested. Is that something that we can use? Yes or no? Um, um, we didn't rec customers didn't recognize themselves in what you did. Um, the effects of it, people got bored, etc. What are you going to take in? And of course, um, I, I know of a very typical technique, which comes from a completely different area of expertise, mm -hmm. but it's a really interesting one. And it's a technique invented by a lady. Um, her name is Anne Linden. And she's speaking about boundaries, no boundaries and walls. And if it comes to feedback, I find this one really um, easily applicable to the situation about mm -hmm. receiving feedback. Um, first of all, it's um, having walls is one of the three possible strategies. So just imagine that a customer or a boss or a coworker or a colleague, um, a supplier tells you something, um, gives you a difficult feedback. If you have the strategy of walls, then you go like, whatever, right? So you can say whatever you want. Um, I know my truth and I couldn't care less about what you're telling me. Um, you're always an obnoxious uh, client. Um, well, this is typically you as, as a, a manager, for instance, this is the way you give feedback. So I shouldn't take anything personal, etc. So that's the first strategy. You build, as a matter of speech, um, you, you build a wall so nothing comes true. Not the personal insults, not the generalizations, not the distortions of, of what the other one has perceived about your project or about um, your efforts. You don't take anything in. Right? You build a wall and you hide behind the wall. But in that case, you also don't let in the good feedback uh, or, 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 so, or the stuff you can do something with. Absolutely. So that's the major disadvantage of having a wall. So whatever is underlying it, the underlying need, the underlying interest of the customer. Um, if the customer, for instance, says, uh, yeah, but the people didn't recognize, they, they didn't feel like you understood our uh, business reality, our business context, and that's why they didn't like it. Well, if I have a wall, I don't hear they don't like, I hear they don't like it, but I'm not gonna, going to do anything about it. But I don't hear the underlying need as well that apparently the people didn't, didn't feel like I got a good grasp of what their business reality was. And that is something I should do something about for the future, right? So you're absolutely right. If you have the strategy of walls, there's nothing penetrating it. You keep everything out. And you might come across as, as cold-hearted. You might come across as someone who's not 
interested in the feedback as maybe even arrogant because you keep it all out. So that's mm -hmm. the first strategy, right? The second strategy is to have no boundaries at all. So you take everything in. Now, there's something you need to know about, about feedback. Like the person providing you with feedback does that based on their own reality, on their own perception. So it's not the reality. It's not the ultimate truth or the ultimate perception. No, it's their perception. Yeah, and maybe they're just having a bad day or something and therefore absolutely. being harsh. Absolutely, absolutely. So you have to realize that what you get as a feedback is not the truth, capital T. It's just their truth of the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Which doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything with it. But if you consider it to be their truth of that moment, truth, capital T, right? Their perception. You have to know that there is, there are some psychological filters, some psych psychological processes by which they process information. So if you um, just imagine you're a coworker and you made a fantastic, according to your own view, you made a fantastic project proposal, right? Um, but your boss isn't uh, enthusiastic about it. Well, at that moment, your boss has some filters by which he perceives, processes the information of your project proposal. There is something like distortion. There is something like deletion. There is something like generalization. These are typical things. We all do this as human beings. So a distortion is like it's not 100% the truth. A deletion means they leave something out. They see certain things, but they don't observe other things, right? Uh, generalization is... They don't consider the specifics, but they generalize it to some broader aspect. Um, just imagine your boss comes in and, and throws a document on your desk and says, what kind of crap is this? Really? It, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Um, I, I don't see the added value of it. Did you even invest some time in it? And so on. Question there is like all the things that your boss is telling you at that moment, well, there are some deletions and distortions and generalizations in it because nothing, it's, it's worth nothing. Um, mm -hmm. it, there's no added value whatsoever to be found in it. That is really the perception of your manager at that moment. It's not the absolute truth. Mm -hmm. So with the second strategy, the strategy of having no boundaries, you take everything in. <gasps> oh, my God. You, you consider this as a full-blown attack on your efforts, on your work, your capacities, your skills, even on your person itself, which will lead to either of two strategies, well, three strategies, you could say, but in business context, mainly two strategies. Either you go like, oh, my God, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah, I probably send you a draft version. Oh, I'm sorry, I will review it. Um, um, what do you think is missing? And so on. It's kind of like the flight strategy. Mm -hmm. You're trying to hide away, trying to come up with excuses, maybe, or apologies why it's not so good um, as what the manager expected at that moment. Um, so you're going to com be completely in the down position, right? So you're going to be there like, oh, my God, and probably all the feelings that go along with it will come on board. You, you will feel devastated. You will feel um sad you will feel mm. angry whatever so you will you will be overwhelmed with emotions at that moment the, yep. the second possible uh, strategy is not only the flight strategy but a fight strategy 
right? The fight where you go like, and who do you think you are? No <laughs> wonder this this uh, document isn't what you expected it to be. You weren't even able to explicit your expectations to me. So no wonder. So you're getting into the flight mode, right? Yeah. Third possible mode might be the freeze mode where everything is so overwhelming. You're like, oh my God, what message is it? And you completely freeze. There's nothing coming out of your mouth. You, you just take it in and, and you go back to your office desk and you start reworking the thing, right? Hoping that next time feedback will be a bit more positive than this time. So that is one when you use a second strategy, namely the no boundaries, you take everything in. You take the insults in, like um, uh, this is a piece of crap, right? It's an insult about your work. Um, you Can't you do anything right then? It's an insult about you and a generalization and so on. So you take all of these things together eventually with the, the, the foundations of the feedback, like um, you made a lot of spelling mistakes. Um, you didn't outline the objective. You didn't clarify the objective, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because that could be content. So that moment's like, oh my God, what's happening to me, right? A third strategy is the most sound strategy if it comes to receiving feedback. It is the strategy of boundaries. So we had walls, nothing coming through, no boundaries, everything coming through. And then you have the healthy strategy, which is boundaries. Mm -hmm. Where at a certain moment you decide um, if you're going to open um, the, the frontiers, you could, you could even imagine like in the old days when, when there wasn't even a Europe, when, when you had to pass uh, the frontier of one country to another, you had these kind of barriers, they were opened by the customs, right? Um, consider it a bit like that. And you're going to decide in a very, um, you could say aware way in a very conscious way, like what am I letting in and what am I keeping out? And, and how do you do that? Because there's the difficulty. How do you decide what to get in and, and what not? Ah, but that's an interesting question. I'd say the main $1 million answer there is, it's a criterion. It's like, I'm only allowing the information to pass through, to take it in when it allows me to become a better version of myself. Now that sounds a bit philosophical, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But a better version of myself is like, um, take the first example I gave you, like I'm, I'm the speaker, I'm the presenter of this night for this event, um, and I'm talking, I'm presenting every other speaker on the stage. And afterwards I get the information like, yeah, people were bored, um, people were not interested. Um, they had the feeling that you didn't know whatsoever what our business context is about. People are bored. Am, am I, mm, to some extent, I might take it in like, okay, apparently this was the effect of my behavior. Um, you don't know nothing about, mm, nothing about the generalization. I leave that one out so I keep it closed, right? The third one is, People had the impression that you didn't know enough about our specific business context. Now I'm really opening up because this is important information. It means that the next time that I'm doing something like this, I really need to read in or get a good intake or a good briefing about the business context of my customers, which means that my next presentation on the next event will be far more powerful because I can make uh, comments 
maybe even crack a joke about the business context of my customers, which will allow as an effect that they will be, for a longer time, more interested in what I have to say. So I'm only taking these things in, like I will never recommend you to anyone else. You know what, that's the, angry, uh, the anger of the customer in front of me. I'm not taking that one in. I'm really sorry to hear that, but I'm not taking it in because if I would take that in, if I would open my boundary and allow it to get in, that would make me really unhappy. That would make me afraid. Yeah, if, if, if you look at this example, um, mm -hmm. now we're talking about how to take it in, what not, what, mm -hmm. what do we take in, um, but you also also already given a, a first attempt to, to answer the person by saying, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. How do you continue that answer? Because are you going to yeah, uh, thank for certain feedback and, and, and also make clear that you're ignoring the other parts? Or yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. Because the first thing I brought to you was like this strategy, the three possible strategies, no boundaries, walls and boundaries, boundaries being the healthy version of it, right? Now, the moment you have decided, like this is the information I'm getting in, and then there's information um, coming my way towards my customer, my boss, my coworker, and so on, my colleague. Um, then we're talking about sending externally, verbalizing how I would like to react to it. Mm -hmm. So the first mm -hmm. thing is, how do I take in the feedback with the three possible strategies, boundaries, no boundaries, walls? And then how am I going to um, extrovert it again to someone else? How am I going to verbalize what this feedback does to me? And that is an interesting one. There is another technique um, about four steps. Uh, you could call it a ladder even. And the thing is, you can never go to a higher level on the ladder um, when there's still some issue on the lower ladder, right? So the first step is emotions. Undoubtedly, this feedback, it does something to you. So please say this to the other one. <gasps> really? Oh my God. This is, this is not what I was hoping for as a feedback. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry to hear it. And it makes me even a bit afraid if you were even able um, to obtain the results that you wanted um, so that is really expressing how you feel about it, how you feel about this feedback. So that's the lower level, the level of feelings and emotions. The second layer, the second rung of the ladder is about your perception. Oh, I hear you say that people were not interesting and, and zapping out and dozing off and walking away. Okay, I hear this, and, and I would like to ask some more questions about it later on. Uh, on the other side, what I noticed was that the people in front of the stage, they, they were all laughing, they were all looking at me. Um, so I had a completely different feeling. So that's the reason why I would like you to, to invite you, um, that we dig a bit deeper into, into what you just brought to me, that people were zapping out and were not interested. Can we talk about that one? So if there is an issue on the, the second lever, the level or layer of that ladder, um, namely the layer of perception, the layer of the relationship between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Because I have my perception, but the customer, they have their perception as well. And it's a really interesting one. And there you have a very good conversation not about the content, not about what you said, not about what you did, but the second one is about 
how how did you perceive things and how do I perceive things? Now let's exchange these perceptions in order to make it more clear. So just imagine the customer says, yeah, of course you didn't see, you, you just noticed because of the lighting, you just noticed the five first rows, but you didn't see that the last 20 rows, they were just getting up and getting to the bar and starting to talk in the middle of your presentation. Hmm. Okay, that is information indeed, I didn't have it. Okay, what are we going to do about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the second level. It's like, how is the relationship between the two of us? How is your perception about this situation? How's my perception? Because there is not one single truth. We both have our perception of truth. The third one, the third level, the third stage of this ladder is, how are we going to solve this? What, what is the procedure? What is the process? What are the next steps? What are we going to decide in which way, right? Okay, how are we going to do this? Um, what might be a way to, to, to tackle this? Uh, because after this coffee break, we're gonna continue. Um, so how should I do this? How can, we, how can I very quickly um, insert something about your business context, for instance? So mm -hmm. you're trying to find solutions together, right? Yeah. So that's the third stage. And the fourth stage is the stage of the content. Yeah, when you said this and that exactly, or this specifically, then um, it came across as there were 20 rows of people that left the room and they went to the coffee bar, for instance. Um, there were like six people that came to me and that told me that when they heard you say this and that, that, et cetera, et cetera. That's all the content of things. Now, why is this four-stage uh, technique so important? Because most people, they completely forget. Also, they don't dare to go to the lower two levels, the one of feelings and emotions and the one of perception. Mm -hmm. Most people want to dive into immediately into the content. But what was it I said that instead of acknowledging the fact that the customer is angry, acknowledge the fact that his feedback or her feedback does something with you. Acknowledge the fact that they have a perception and you need to know more about their perception into, in order to become more wise. You need to open your boundary, get your barrier, open up and then take in the perception of the other one because there's a lot of truth to be found in it as well. And you have to exchange your perception. And only then you can go for solution finding, for the procedure, how are we going to tackle this, and for the content of things. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. people are afraid to talk about their emotions, about the emotions of the customer, to talk about their perception and about perception of the customer. But these two lower levels, if there is an issue, you might want to talk about content, you might want to talk about procedure, they will always permeate the content discussion. Always. We, we are now talking about getting feedback uh, directly in a person-to-person in -person, uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. um, on eventplanner.net, we also have a review uh, platform, which is quite popular. Mm -hmm. um, and some companies still um, are afraid of, of start using reviews. Uh, and the, the, the thing we hear the most is that they are afraid, afraid of negative feedback. Now, sure. in practice, 
we mm. see that 98% of the feedback is positive, but nevertheless, uh, people are, are afraid of, of sometimes getting a negative feedback. If you do get a negative review, you don't mm. have the possibility, at least not online, to have this dialogue. So how, how do you react on, uh, online on, on such feedback? Yeah. Well, um, and I'm going to mix some things that I've already said. The first thing is, um, if you read the feedback of your customer, use the three strategies and preferably the healthy of the three strategies, the boundaries strategy. Um, so if someone says it was really a worthless event, okay, the word worthless, uh, leave it out. Close your barrier, keep it out. Um, only open your boundaries, keep healthy um, way of boundary keeping when, when it comes to really the content of what a customer says. That's one thing. Okay, so even when you read the review and the feedback of the customer, uh, even there decide like, what am I going to let through and what not, right? Which is going to help our company to become a better version of itself. Secondly, apply the four stages technique of the ladder. First thing is acknowledge the fact that your customer is unhappy or, or angry even, right? Or disappointed, acknowledge it. Oh, I can read the disappointment in what you write, right? And then talk about your own emotions. We are so sorry to hear it. It's, it's not like this is not psychotherapy, right? Mm -hmm. So keep it business. It's like, we're really, really very sorry to hear that because our intention is, and then that's a trick, a little tip and trick, talk about your intention right because even if you do something completely wrong and it might not even be you but your co-workers doing something completely wrong the intention is always there to satisfy the customer mm -hmm. to serve the customer's needs right so talk about your intention we're so sorry to hear that and we we can tell that you're disappointed and angry about the service that we delivered we're so sorry to hear it it hurts our professional feelings because our intention is really to make a, a worthwhile or an unforgettable event for our customer right mm -hmm. and then you go you go further on and um of course you can't go into the content because what i understood from your review platform is like the customer can leave one comment one review mm -hmm. and then um, the event um company can leave their answer to it yeah. and then it's a full yeah. stop yeah we Thank don't want a back and forth uh, starting to happen online because that's not constructive then you need to take up the phone i think absolutely absolutely and so that's a that's a very wise decision right so the next thing you need to do is then at that moment, okay, it didn't come across like, like this, but what I read in your comment is, that's in fact the second stage, it's the perception. What I read in your comment is your perception is that we didn't um, do this or that we weren't able to do that. Da, 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 da. Um, and then you go to the third stage and the third stage is reaching out to the customer because that's the procedure in which we're going to find a solution together. It's like, how can we as quickly as possible and can, can we come back to you, uh, talk it through and see how we can find an elegant solution? There is not any customer that is angry about a supplier coming back, acknowledging the fact that the customer is unhappy and being open and willing to do something about it. The worst reviews are the reviews that aren't answered or um, that are answered in a way that they become um, a cat fight like now nah, you're wrong and i'm right and well you didn't provide us with a good uh, with a good briefing for instance so no wonder um it is not what you expected 
don't ever do that because the 98 other percent of people reading that review will have a very good idea about how well or how poorly and mm -hmm. you do take in feedback from customers. Yeah, and, and, and even more, if we see companies and that, that we see in from research, is that you look at businesses, not only a lot on our platform, but also on other platforms like TripAdvisor and so on. If you see companies with only positive reviews, that's also suspicious. I'd rather go to a company that has one or two negative feedbacks, but has a very good response to it, learn from the mistake and make sure it doesn't happen again, because those are the companies you want to work with. Because their response, if, if, you, if you apply the four different stages and if you go like, okay, but I acknowledge your emotion and, and I tell you what it does to me and my professional, um, my professionality that I wish to radiate, if I listen and, and read between the lines what your perception is, and if I then reach out for you to find a solution together, you see that even when you're visiting me, even when, when I'm hosting uh, an event for you or whatever, you know that this attitude, right, of customer orientation will permeate everything I do. Not only answering to a complaint or a, or a negative review, but always in every little thing I do, this is my attitude that I bring to the table. So, and that's the nice thing about reading a very constructive answer to a negative review. Indeed, indeed. But thank you so much uh, for sharing these strategies to deal with uh, negative and positive feedback. Thank you. My pleasure. And you at home, thank you for watching our show. I hope to see you next week.